Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here with with Jackius Barius, uh, mm-hmm. the leader of the Nine Legions, <laughs> yep. father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. Oh my gosh. He will have his revenge. <laughs> Dude, is there is there any great dude? Gladiator is on the echelon of one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, right? it, it it definitely is. Okay, absolutely. Thank you. That's that's no de- that's no denying that. That's back like young, so. hot, trim Russell Crowe, <laughs> like not like weird Greek accent, like, like weird weird Zeus, fat Zeus. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. That's not my Maximus. That's not my Maximus. <laughs> Dude, that I feel like Russell Crowe has fallen off the fallen off the absolute wagon when it comes to like taking care of himself. Like you, you know when it started? You know when it started? It started when he played n- freaking Noah <laughs> in that horrible, yeah. horrible, yeah. horrible Bible movie that I walked out on because it was so bad. I still pretty, don't know. I, I still don't know how the movie ends. Here's the thing: I know how the Bible story ends. I don't know how yeah. the movie ends because uh, the movie had the movie, nothing to do with the Bible. The movie ends on in the exact same way as Scripture, but it, there's total like free reign. Is this with or without like the, like the rock, like the rock stone giants? Uh, they're they're gone. Oh, they're gone by oh, okay. by the end of the movie. Okay, yeah, right. they got wiped away in the flood. Oh, so. oh, unfortunate. Oh well. <laughs> Oh, spoiler well. alert! Spo- spoiler yeah, alert! Yeah, yeah, for we know, for all you listeners that have been that have have Russell Crowe's Noah on your movie yeah. watch list. Sorry, <laughs> the Stone Giants yeah. die. Movie ruined for them. So. Oh my gosh, dude! Zach, how has your week been, my man? Josh, yes, we have the Cleveland Browns. Oh, here we go. In first place here we in go. the AFC North, here we, we go. have the Cleveland Guardians. AF or AL Central. North or AL Central champions. Yeah. yeah. And they are on their way to post 
September baseball people. They are. They are. I my mental health capacity right now is just <laughs> booming. It is Jack like can handle anything overjoyed right now. Overjoyed right now, people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Jack, I am you know what? Here you know, here's the thing. As your friend, you know, scripture tells us to weep with those who weep and rejoice <sighs> with those who rejoice. And Jack, because you are my friend, I rejoice with you. <laughs> I'm glad because I, here's the thing, because I know, because I know that we will go from joy to weeping here very quickly because it's the Browns. <laughs> I, I will be dude, weeping with you, my friend. <laughs> I I am surprisingly shocked at how well Jacoby Brissett is doing at quarterback. Oh, yeah. And I think everybody else and their mother is shocked as well. I think he's like top 10 quarterbacks yeah. right now in the NFL, which is just absolutely, I would have never thought that. I would have never thought the Guardians, the baseball team, would be the AL Central champs right now and clinch the mm-hmm. division right now. Right. And I would have never thought that the dude, the Mariners on the Hey, 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 <laughs> we, Mariners, we, we, we boy. Don't talk about the Mariners. I'd rather talk about the Packers. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't want to talk about Mariners. I'd rather talk about my Green Bay Packers. Dude, regular season, three and oh baby. That's right. This is our year. This is our year. Aaron's Aaron's got his new haircut. He's he's doing well. He's Bro. he's on psychedelics. <laughs> He he's, is on something. He's he's, <laughs> he's taking us. He's taking us all the way, all the way to the big house on oh, shrooms. Man. That's what he's yeah. doing. And you know what? I believe in him. I'm on this train. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is the hypothetical NFL Moses. He will get to the playoffs and he will never see the promised land. Hey, he just goes bloop hey, and dies hey, every single time he tries got- to get to the playoffs. Why you gotta do this to me, man? <laughs> Jack, hey, so okay, as a means of as a means of um uh transitioning or a segueing into our cigar of the uh week, I have a restock. I just yes, got here. I'm going to show you. Listeners can't see because this is an audio medium only. But you see that right there? Yes. Yep. That's Shafio. That's the see no evil, speak no evil, and hear no evil blends from Shafio yep. cigars. Online only. I have not found a uh, a. Um, I haven't found a brick and mortar <clears throat> that carry them, but I go on their website and proceeds of all their cigars go to ending human trafficking. Uh, mm-hmm. They're friends of the podcast. Um, Justin's an awesome dude. Uh, they do some awesome work and have some great sticks as they well. Do. So I just got Tasty. I just got two of each. The Shafio collection. Go to shafio.com. That is not the cigar of the roof. That's just a little plug. No, not a sponsor. That's a plug. That's not a sponsor. But we love them. <laughs> Therefore, we give them some love. Jack, it is time, my friend. And uh, from what I hear, our listeners actually like this, which I'm I'm glad about, you know, because obviously if they didn't yeah. like it, we, you know, we, well, well, we probably wouldn't change it because yeah. <laughs> we're lazy. No, that's not true. But Jack, it is time for this reformatory cigar of the week. Late on us. Apparently, yeah. Apparently when I was gone in Thailand, people missed this segment. They did. Like, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you, and. Sam Renahan, Brian Borgman. I mean, Daniel. You could have probably asked. I Daniel could have to do done it with Daniel, but, but he man. he's he's much more of a pipe guy yeah. than he is a cigar. And by that, I mean tobacco pipes, not mm-hmm. any other types of pipes. Nope. Okay. Only the legal. Yeah. Kind. The only yes, the legal kind. <laughs> well, we're in Washington, so <laughs> you got to be even more specific than that. But Jack, please lay it on us. The reformatory cigar of the week. What you got for us, man? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have. 
Probably one of the best cigars I've smoked in the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> um, literally, this cigar uh, is by Foundation. Oh, yeah. And one of this our favorites. Blend, this blend by Nick Melillo, who is the blender and the owner of said company, Foundation Cigars. Man, the complexity and flavor in this cigar is off the wall. Um, so I smoked this today. It is a Monday. And it has, like, it starts off, the first third is like this, oh, like, brownie. Oh, man. Almost sweet-tasting oh, brownie. And mind you, you if you're not retrohaling, Meaning, if you're not, if you're not, oh, we can, kind we can of, real bougie now. Here yeah, we go. If you are not pushing the smoke up into your nasal cavity, you will not get these flavors, people. Okay. You are, if you are not trying to retrohale, you are failing at cigar you, smoking you, right now, people. Okay. You have never, ever been more pretentious in your life than at this moment. I, I do, I do not care at this point because. If you want the all the flavor, and Jack's, if you, Jack's if you want all wants. the flavor of this cigar, yeah. you need to retrohale okay. on this one, especially because <laughs> you will get like brownie. Yeah. You will get like this sweet tasting. I felt like the first third was like possibly the most incredible thing I've smoked this year, mm. and then the second third it started to transition and into a little bit more. Kind of cedar, still sweetness, but cedar. Mm. And then towards the end, it kind of tapered off to a little bit more peppery and cedar. But yeah. man, the first third of this cigar was just like delicious, out of this world. So I'm gonna give you the the breakdown yep, on the stats. Yep, yep, on this yep. Thing. Give us the breakdown here. All right, so I smoked the. I think it comes in Habano wrapper, and then it also comes in this Mexican San Andreas Claro wrapper. Okay. I smoked the Mexican San Andreas Claro, and man. That thing was crazy. It's it's on the medium to fuller side. I really wasn't affected because I eat bigger breakfasts and I drink coffee usually with cigars in the morning. So this was like perfect. You doing that Joe Rogan all protein, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, well, I had steel cut oats this morning, so I don't know about full protein. I mean, but it, at least it's steel cut. I feel yeah. like if there's any oats that he'd be okay with, it had to be steel cut. Sorry, continue. Um, so Mexican San Andreas Claro wrapper, binder and fillers, Nicaraguan. Um, the I think the thing that put this over the top maybe is because the manufacturer was AJ Fernandez. And usually when blenders have AJ involved with their cigars, it just kind of kind of gives you a little push. Yeah. That's a little right. Little push into the that's end right. zone for that touchdown. That's right. Okay. So yeah. anyway, this is this is by far, I gotta say, this is by far one of my favorite cigars. One of the best tasting cigars I've had in a long time. Yep. Um, the complexity on this was just bananas, but the flavors that you're going to get are coffee. I either you're going to get like a chocolate chip cookie flavor or a brownie flavor right off the bat mm. for like the first third. What's the MSRP this, on this guy? So I bought it for $12. Okay. Yeah. Little, little bit more. I mean, it's a celebration. Honestly. Cigar. The the price per taste and construction of this thing yeah. is like it, it can't be matched. There we go. So. All right. Well, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you retrohale or not, uh, get your hands on the Olmec uh, cigar by Foundation. 
Good stuff. You will enjoy it. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. This is where we're at, man. Oh, before we get into our topic, I have to correct a statement that I made earlier. I I, I made the very bold and brash and uh, incorrect statement that the Packers are three and zero for the Uh-oh. for the. Uh, not not preseason, the regular season. That is yep. in fact not true. Uh, I forgot yep. that we got just completely <laughs> trounced by the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barnus Piper will be happy about that. Um, but other than that, we're undefeated. So will he though? I thought he was a Tennessee. I thought he was a Titans guy. I thought he was a Vikings guy. I mean, I, I I'm pretty, all, I, I no, always Minnesota Vikings. That's his team. That's his team because okay. that's where he's from. Because I remember him and I, he probably never remembers this conversation, but him and Travell and I had this conversation at a La Vida oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a couple years ago when we were talking about the AL Central. And I get to now basically <laughs> rub it in Travell's face That's right. and Barnabas's face that the Minnesota teams and the Chicago teams of the American League can just bow down to Cleveland, okay? Oh just my goodness! Take that, take that, and run with to it. Which, to which, to which he will reply, Jack, who? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Jack, let's get on to our topic today, here, man. <laughs> so, there's been a lot of goings on in Reformed culture over the last couple weeks. A um, mm. lot of a uh, lot of controversy back and forth. A lot of a uh, lot of people, you know, condemning people online. A lot of a lot of drama. A <laughs> lot a lot of loud things being said. Um, namely, kind of one of the main ones is all this stuff coming out. Kind of you know all the pushback right now against uh, Douglas Wilson, Cannon Press, Moscow, Idaho guys, all that good stuff, right? Um, so all of that, all of that's kind of really hot right now. It's so hot right now. Um, but something that. You know, as all of this is kind of just happening, right? And I'm just kind of watching from afar, like, the comments and the articles and the videos and all the stuff that, you know, people are putting out. It 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 caused me to think and to and to ask the question, what what would the reality be if we as the church and and especially especially us in reformedom? If we did not put as much stock as we do into kind of the the well-known preachers, well-known pastors, the authors, the podcasters, right, the YouTubers, all this stuff, what would what would happen if we scaled way back on our involvement and our and our dedication to consuming the things these guys are putting out and put more mm-hmm. of an emphasis <clears throat> upon the leaders, the pastors, and the elders that are within our own specific local church, right? Yeah. Because and we've we've made this this point before on the reformatory, and something that we stick to, right? Um, the overarching question is whose whose feet are under your kitchen table, yeah. right? And that is the question that I think we as Christians should be asking when you know when we kind of live in this in this society and in this culture that's just it's so easily in your face because you know if somebody has a platform or if somebody gains a following you know their spread can just just it, it can just be massive right yeah and you have all of these 
uh, all these pastors and all these, you know, all these preachers, whether it be Doug Wilson or whether it be John MacArthur, right? Uh, you know, I, I think two two guys on kind of opposite ends of the spectrum in some ways. Uh, yeah. They're guys that have amassed this huge following, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I ask myself, is that is that a a good thing? Is that actually benefiting the church? What is what's what's the net benefit versus damage to the local church context when we kind of live in this society right now of celebrityism and how that's crept into the church as well I think right so yeah it's a it's a I think it's a it's a really broad question and I think there's a lot of different avenues that we could go but I found myself and I continue to find myself as I'm like just observing all of this going on one being super thankful for the godly leaders that are in my life that yeah. don't have a big following right yeah. that and yeah. and haven't amassed all of these all these followers and all these listeners and all this you know this you know book sales and conferences and all that stuff and on the other hand it makes me i think very wary of my own heart and my own propensity just like israel to want a king, mm-hmm. right, and to want someone that I can point to and be like, "Oh yeah, that's my guy," you know, uh, and yeah, and and it's 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 very interesting. So, a lot of just word garbage right there. But I want to throw it over to you, Jack. <laughs> like, as as you're observing the same thing that I am, do you think do you think there's any merit to the things that I'm saying, or do you think that I'm overreacting? No, you you are kind of on that good trajectory of. Let's be honest here. Okay. Protestants and Reformed Protestants will always say, we don't have fellowship with Rome. We don't want to be like Rome. <laughs> yeah. But y'all be setting up your own popes <laughs> like it's... Oh, man. Like like it's coronation day, okay? <laughs> so there are like... I feel like there's like five different like regional reformed protestant popes i feel like over this country right now and they're just kind of like <laughs> rotating in this like <laughs> perpetual cycle oh, so gosh i mean so yeah like subscribe subscribe to patreon and yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, send exactly. you jack's list <laughs> you'll get the, you'll get the exclusive yeah, yeah, you get the, the exclusive <laughs> of who i think these yeah popes that's are. so bad dude that's so um, horrible sorry but i mean like that's the that's the reality of things like we can say like we have no fellowship with rome like don't be uh don't be like a papist all this other stuff but we'll give into that all day long if they're a fellow protestant and they're reformed whether they're presbyterian or whether they're particular baptist like we'll give into that stuff all day long and that's not wise and that's not helpful um what God has instituted for us is local leaders, which are elders and deacons. And those elders and deacons are there to not only serve the church, but also shepherd the church. Like none of these guys who are preaching and teaching online, like, I don't know how blunt I have to say it, but like they're, they're not going to shepherd you. They're not looking out for you. Hmm. At the end of the day, like, you do not pop into their mind. Hmm. Maybe you can, maybe they think about the, the universal church in a big, broader sense, but you specifically do not pop into their mind when you are going through tough times, when you are going through hardships and everything like that. 
But you know who does think about you on a daily basis? Jesus. Your local leaders. Oh, so, and oh sorry, Jesus. sorry, sorry, sorry. Here's the Sunday school answer. <laughs> because they are the ones that are in your life and they know the complexities of your life. Yes. Hopefully that you're sharing that out as well too with them. And there's that reciprocation going on. I would be a little bit worried, obviously, if pastors were not, if, you know, and I have come from it before in church cultures where pastors did not um, be vulnerable in community. And I think that's a real danger because uh, I think on one sense, they want to blow their churches up to be a mega church and to be this kind of uh, church where it's, I don't know. It's like a spectacle. And honestly, the everyday Christian does not live that way. Mm. Globally, too. Globally, this does not happen. And I've seen it globally. Globally, there are small local churches that have pastors in them and maybe have a deacon or two, but that's about it sometimes. And it's hard because you want a plurality of elders and then you want more deacons to help out with that plurality of elders. But the good thing that God instituted was this kind of obscurity of the local church. And yeah, there are people that Josh and I follow and listen to, but they're not our pastors. We like what they say. Sure, right. But it's like... At the end of the day, like that's not who the person I'm going to go to when I'm going through the thick of it. Well, see, and and that's I think I think that is kind of the main thrust of what I'm talking about is that look, I'm not Jack and I aren't against, you know, authors or conference speakers and things like that. Like obviously God God brings the increase and then God takes the increase away, right? So God has seen fit in his yeah. sovereignty to you know, elevate these men to the position that they're in. Like, I can't come against that and say, oh, you know, God was wrong to do that. God has his purposes in that. I don't know what they are, but they are they are God's purpose. And the gospel does go out. Like, I'm thankful for the ability <clears throat> that God has given some of these individuals to have a wider reach th- uh, than than some to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? I think that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that that is inherently a bad thing, right? What I, what I am saying is that I think it's important and vital that we, as members of the local church, see that in the context for what it's for. And I believe the context is just, just what I stated. I think it should, it should be primarily for, uh, the proclamation of the gospel, right? And then support the and then and then supporting the the work that's being done in the local churches, right? But what we have right now is this culture that even even if they don't understand they're doing it, I think it's very insidious how easily this happens. That you're sitting at home, you have a problem, you have a question, something's going on in your life. It is so easy to just Google your favorite preacher or your favorite conference speaker or your favorite author and he and read and engage with their thoughts on it. And often, very often, sending that text or making that call or requesting to to get together with your local pastor might be the second thing you think of, might be the third thing you think of, when yeah. in fact, that is one of the primary reasons God has put those men into your life, is exactly mm-hmm. for that reason, right? And instead, we 
we we deny that good and wonderful and gracious gift from God and go to something that's honestly not as good, not as effective. And yeah. like Jack was saying, you're going to these individuals who and again, like I don't I don't expect them to, but but they don't they're not they're not called to shepherd you. They're not faithfully leading and guiding you in the context of the local church. They aren't the ones that have their feet under your kitchen table. And again, mm-hmm. it's not a slight against them. That's not what God's called them to do, right? But because of that, I think we need to kind of have a reorienting of the mind in asking ourselves, okay, how much dedication am I actually giving to these individuals that have not been given to me by God to shepherd me and to lead me and to guide me in the way that a pastor does? Right? Yeah. You can learn a lot from books and podcasts. Like, like I mean, we, we appreciate the listeners that listen to the reformatory and we pray that what we say encourages you but jack and i aren't your pastors yep and we're not called to lead you and hopefully we aren't the ones the primary ones that you are going to for for advice or or guidance or counsel now you know, I, I don't mind answering questions as they come in, you know, social media and stuff like that. But what I encourage is, you know, take it, take it to your pastors. You know, have you had the conversation with your pastors? Because I don't I don't know you. I don't I don't know the context that you're coming from. I don't really know anything. Right. And. It's so vital that I think we kind of recognize this celebrity is a mentality that we have in the church today and and do away with it yeah because i have so many men that are in my life that i can think of like right now i'm, I'm thinking of them right now that i know have proven to be there for me and have mm-hmm. proven to speak into my life in a convicting and an encouraging way those yeah. are the men that god has given me for my accountability, for my encouragement. Those are the guys that when the crap hits the fan and I need help or I'm not mm-hmm. doing well, these are the guys that sit with me at my kitchen table and talk with me and help yeah. me, right? It's not yeah. John MacArthur. It's not yeah. Doug Wilson. It's not you know Steve Lawson. It's not Sinclair Ferguson. It's not Alistair Begg. It's not Paul Washer. It's not any of these guys. Uh-huh. It's my local church pastors. Yeah. And I believe that that is the correct mentality. That is the correct way to view and think about things and 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 to not not view your local church pastors as like a secondary means to go to after you've exhausted, you know, searching all of your all of your favorite preachers <laughs> and all of your favorite authors. Yeah. Right? And again, yeah. I'm not like I'm not saying you just have you have to throw all your library away, right? I'm th- I'm thankful for like you know a good amount of those guys that I listed and I and I and I engage with a lot of their stuff because I appreciate it. But you got to keep it in its proper place. Yeah, you have to keep it in its proper place, and I think uh, a a a a more folk a, a more intentional focus on keeping the local church central. Be able in our lives and in our minds and in our hearts and in our practice, keep those famous guys in their proper place. And that is being able to be engaged with and appreciated, but 
not seen as our primary shepherds or the primary individuals that we go to when we need something. Yeah, what you just said, too, is what Rich Mullins, rest in peace, said. <laughs> Rich of, Mullins, man. Rich Mullins said uh, in an interview, I saw it. Ragamuffin. Somebody, somebody said to him, well, how does your music think, how do you think your music impacts the people that listen to it? And he goes, honestly, he's like, I'm just here to entertain. I'm not here to be your pastor. I'm not here to be your worship leader. I'm not here to do any of those things. He's like, I appreciate you coming and listening to the music, but I'm not those things. So yeah, just to let you know. (laughs) So like that's, I feel like that kind of apologetic with people is not seen as much. Um, I don't really, I'm sure all of the guys that you listed would say like, go to your local church pastors but the inclination of our hearts is to see fame and to listen to the guys who are famous yeah. or to seek after those kind of celebrity kings in that way. Um, and I mean, just the the story of Saul. I mean, people want Israel wanted a king and they got their king. The problem was everything looked good on the outside and he was absolutely just hollow, hollow of a person and hollow of a um a person who is set apart who is holy he's just hollow there's there's no morality in him and so i feel like we're chasing these you know these shiny silver celebrity kind of pastors all the time but really yeah their messages may be good from time to time and stuff like that and they obviously will speak truth in them but there's no benefit for us in just putting stock in that the majority of the time and then looking to our local church pastors and then kind of like being like, eh, like kind of like putting them like almost like in this like subsidiary way of spiritual, you know, where I get spiritually fed. Yeah. I just feel like that's a disservice. That's an insult to your local church pastors. That's an insult to what God has instituted in scripture. And if we just want celebrities, like, I don't know what to say to that. Um, you, you want something that's not the local church. You want something that looks like the world. Mm. <laughs> you want this Hollywood type of church that really is more worldly than biblical. Um, and that's just not going to help you out in the long run. Well, and I'm, so you know, I'm convinced that all of, uh, so all of the things that we're seeing right now, just kind of in, in reform culture uh, it, it, with all the, yeah, just like all, all of the drama, right? I am, I am convinced that that would not be a reality if we did not have social media and if we did not allow ourselves to be so enamored with celebrityism, I think yeah. those two things have fed into our the way that we think so insidiously that we don't even know we're doing it at times. Right. Yeah. But like if we if we didn't care so much about all of like about kind of the leaders of our tribes fighting each other. Right, if we didn't have such a loyalty to to the chief that's in our in our particular tribe, I don't I don't think we would see all this. 
Yeah. Right. I think we would see these guys as, you know, you know, it's good. I'm, you know, they, they put out good stuff. I appreciate it. But at the end of the day, like I am called to support and to submit to and to care for the congregation of my particular local church. Because here's the thing, Jack, and like <laughs> all of these things weren't happening, you know, not even 20 years ago. Think about yeah. that. Right. And yeah. let's go back even farther. Go back a couple hundred years ago. Right. Yeah. You didn't you didn't hear. We didn't have at, at, at you know, the, the access that we do at our fingertips to know what everyone's thinking at every little particular time in the day. Right. I I didn't have the ability. 20 years ago. To know what Doug Wilson's thought were thoughts were on federal vision. I didn't yeah. have the ability 20 years ago to know that Costi Hinn disagrees with Doug Wilson's views on federal vision. I didn't have the ability 20 years ago to hear that someone who likes Doug Wilson disagrees with Costi disagreeing with Doug Wilson. You see what I'm saying? Like this wasn't this wasn't even this wasn't even a thing. Yeah. And we were happier for it. Right? Like yeah. and and I think it's I think it's so it's so obvious to me how far and how deep we have let these things into our heart and we're seeing the fruit of them now, right? We're seeing the results yeah. of it, yeah, right? And now you have these tribes and you have these camps and you have, you know, he said, she said, and you have all, all of these things that are happening when... They they wouldn't have happened to the same degree if we did not have the the resources in order that gives us the ability to know all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And again, you can make your arguments about the pros and cons of social media and whether you think it's good or bad, and the the benefits and the you know the 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 bad things that it can bring. The, you know, though you can have all those convos, right? And I'm and I'm I'm cool with having those, but the fact remains. This is a very recent thing that I think we need to understand how to deal with because I think it's posing threats to the local church that to this extent haven't been there before. But I do mm-hmm. I do believe it's not like look, there's nothing new under the sun. Even even in even in in the epistles, we know there were Christians that were claiming to be, you know, they're of Apollos. Oh, they're a, they're of Paul. I was about to go that right? way too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they're of so and so. They're of so and so, right? And what's Paul say? Like, no, you are of Christ, right? And I believe the mentality, the the, the environment that best creates that focus is the context of the local church, because everything's pointing toward practical theology. How does your theology actually impact the way that you live and you're on mission together glorifying God, right? It's That's something that I think we are slowly losing because we're so focused and enamored with all of the drama, right? It's like like I'm waiting for like the Reformed People's Magazine to, to come out. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. who's dating who? You know, shocking news, you know, uh, uh, Steve Lawson on his deathbed, and you're like, what? <laughs> right? That's what I'm waiting for. But that, but that's what I feel like is here. Is like, you know, we're gonna sign into Twitter and check. We're gonna we're gonna check Reformed Cosmopolitan. Yeah. 
and it's taking your focus off the local church and it's taking your loyalty away from your pastors and your elders, the men that are there at your kitchen table with you, ministering to you, caring for you, praying for you specifically. Mm-hmm. Why would you give that up for yeah. being able to, you know, put more focus on someone who doesn't even know you? Mm-hmm. You know, like that that to me is just weird and foreign. Yeah. There was a uh, our one of our pastors preached on 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 9 through 12 and I'm going to read them as well too because I think these are what our mission should be as a local church. Um, Peter says to this particular congregation, he says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises or even some uh, versions say the excellencies of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It says, dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful sinful desires to wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably, honorably amongst honorably. the gent- honorably amongst the Gentiles, so that they will so that when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day that He visits. So, are we conducting ourselves honorably per se? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a great question, right? And I think <laughs> I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we look back on some of the things that we've said and done, specifically social media, right? And we're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Honorably, I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Put a dis in front of that, maybe, and then it's possible. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I mean, again, you could we could talk at nauseum about this, but I. The main the main point of what I'm trying to say is you can be thankful for these dudes. You can be thankful for the work that they have done and the you know the talents and skills that God has given them in either preaching or the written word. But don't be fooled into thinking that they are your shepherds or don't put them into the position of being your shepherds because they're not, mm-hmm. right? And realize that the vast majority of issues that we are seeing today is because we have gotten that those we've gotten those roles reversed. That these people have so much influence because we've given it to them. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just how it is, right? Yeah. So don't make the mistake of thinking that these individuals are the ones that you should be going to primarily when you need help, advice, or encouragement. Because they're not the ones that God has put in your life that have that role. That's that's your pastors. That's your elders. That God has sovereignly ordained to be over you in your local church. Right? God did that intentionally. It's not by chance. It's not by happenstance. God sovereignly placed you into the local church that you are currently in for a reason. Uh Right? And he put those elders in that local church... He put them into that position for a reason. That's not something we can just overlook. That's not something that we can just treat like it's nothing, you know, and then kind of go into, you know, whatever uh, chat room or Facebook group or, you know, whatever it is just to kind of see what our, what our, uh, what our favorite preachers are saying. Mm -hmm. 
So that's just my encouragement. And I think that's something, again, those are just thoughts that have been just rifling through my head as I see just kind of all of the people, you know, coming out in droves defending, you know, (laughs) defending their particular camp. And I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we'd have this. I don't think it would be to this extent if Mm -hmm. we, uh, if we had a greater focus and a greater appreciation for the ones that are at our kitchen table. Yeah. So just my thoughts. You can take them. You can leave them. You can burn them. You could do that. <laughs> you could. Uh, you could send us a message and tell us, "Hey, I agree." Or you know what? You guys are whack. But your cigar choices. <laughs> your cigar choices are good. Right. At least we have that going. Hey, for us at right least now. we've got that going for us. We could be wrong on everything, but hey, you know what? We give y'all good cigars. We do. <laughs> we recommend the good stuff. Jack, anything else on that man? Or should we? Uh, should we stop? I, I think. I, the, I, I think. I think, I think yeah. the horse is dead. I think Big Eva has sung. Okay, Big Eva has sung. The horse is dead. We just stopped beating it. Yeah. Why don't you get us out of here, my guy? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's trying to make central, if you will, the local church in your life as a Christian, you can follow us further on the sociables, mm-hmm. on the Instagram, mm-hmm. goes well with ch- chocolate or marshmallow, the Facebook, the metaverse. I think that is like we're literally living through Ready Player One at this point in time. Uh, it is like this close to go. Hey, as long uh, as I can have like Jump by Van Halen playing on loop everywhere I walk, it won't be the worst thing. Okay. You know? uh, that soundtrack was fire in that movie. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. mean, the the situations are, are right there and we're on the cusp of going deeper down that rabbit hole. That's fair. And then also the tweaker, the Twitter, the little blue bird site. The out of range pearl of Elon Musk now. So, YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't think we can reference that anymore. I think it's completely dead. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'll still reference it. <laughs> you two can follow us on those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they may be able to support us further in other endeavors and methods, if you will. There's many ways. If you appreciate Jack and I's attempts, are striving to make the local church central in the life of the believer. There are many ways you can support us. You can head on over to Patreon, and for the cost of a gallon of gas, for the cost of um, a very, very cheap cigar, you too could become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. You can head on over to reformatorybot.com and get some local church merch. Rep your local church and look good doing it. Last but not least, if you're on Apple, you can scroll down. Give us some five stars for five solas. We would appreciate it. Leave us a like. Leave us a review. Tell us how you found the podcast. Leave us some uh, some some topic suggestions. Uh, we love covering listener-suggested topics. It's one of our favorite things to do. We thank you all for listening. Go commit to your local church. Send your pastors and elders a text. Tell them you appreciate them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're thankful for them. Mm-hmm. We will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs>